0: guys so you have taken part in a secret government program let's just say against your own will they've uh, abducted you let's say okay and but but you have escaped and they have decided that they're not going to f- kill you if you keep your mouth shut but they are going to keep doing this to people you know over and over again do you risk it all and, uh, and open your mouth about the, about the program to the world, to the masses? Or do you take it to your grave? Um, okay, question. When you say this, are
1: you talking about uh, making me try different weird flavors of ice cream? Like cappuccino potato chips? Mm. And smoking weed? Because
2: if that's the case, I'm going to keep my fucking mouth shut.
0: Not quite. Well...
2: <laughs> Or do you mean rape children to the point that their psyches fracture in order to create a secret spy, Jason Bourne-like individual for the purposes of fighting the Russians in the Cold War? Let's say happy medium. What? <laughs> I love how Ian's like, what? Oh no, Ian, be prepared, because folks at home, we're just going to say it now,
0: trigger warning. Also, like... Can we find a happy medium here, like a little bit of column A, little column B between those two? And that's that's what we'll say the the, the program is? I don't think that there's any type of column B
1: that makes that happy. Like, there's no version of that. It'd be like, all right, yeah, yeah, uh, children rate, but free ice cream. So, you know, got that going for us. <laughs> Interesting.
2: Jimmy Savile said the exact same thing. And guess <laughs> what? He shows up in this story as well. Oh,
1: I like that it only took us T minus three minutes to bring up Jimmy again. This is great.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, so what are, what are you doing, guys? Are you, are, are you going to blab? Or are you taking it to your grave or what? I feel like Joel is just a, he's the kind of guy that's not going to say anything.
2: I'm going to eat a bullet. I'm not going to lie to <laughs> you. I, I, and I, 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 I say that not to be disparaging to anyone who has gone through traumatic events, but Watching the historical precedents that the U.S. government, more precisely the uh, spy agency community of the U.S. government and the depths that they will go to, I'm just, I'm checking out. Mm, I'm going to make my decision at the end of the podcast
0: because I don't really know what the fuck you guys are talking about. So, we are back and welcome to the Curly Mustache Podcast. I'm Steven. I'm Joel Legula And I'm in the clueless man mingle. For the folks at home. Uh, Ian typically is not prepared for our podcast Hey, that's not true Totally not prepared for our podcast
2: That's not true <laughs> Mostly Ian is 50% prepared Sometimes Half the time he's prepared The other half
0: It is brilliantly executed bullshit yes, 50% of the time He works all the time Hey
1: man, one out of two ain't bad
0: <laughs> In case you're just tuning in for the first time And you haven't been scared away already By Joel's bringing up of soviet child rape or whatever he was talking about
2: you should be scared that the u.s government sanctioned this shit what i said is legitimately the tip of the iceberg no, the fact that the reptilians don't show up in this story is fucking amazing okay oh, joe 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 calm down calm down calm calm shh shh shh, shh, shh.
0: So, if you're just joining us for the first time, what we do is we take one real-life villain, we take one fictional villain, and we discuss their histories, their crimes, their motives, any connections the two may have. And at the end of the episode, we cap it all off with whether or not they could be redeemed with our bowler hat scale. But, this week we are doing something a little bit different, aren't we guys?
2: We aren't talking about a physical person, we're talking about, how would you describe this, as a, a villainous concept, a... Villainous act, program. A villainous program run by soulless, heartless pieces of shit who deserve to burn forever in the deepest pits of hell with pineapples
0: up their ass. Always with the pineapples. Why is, why is always the pineapple?
2: I work at a
1: tiki bar, and every time I pick a pineapple up, I'm like, oh, man, this would be so shitty to have it stuffed up your ass. There's something about it. There's just something about it.
2: It's the texture.
1: Oh, God, the
2: texture. Oh, God. Feeling it just rub up against your sphincter would be
1: terrible. Oh, God. Some of the pineapple fronds have little sharp bits on them, and if you did it backwards,
2: it would just, oh, it'd be so bad. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we will be discussing the CIA program known as Project MKUltra and its pop culture counterpart, Project Weapon X from the Marvel Comics series. And both of them are, are just real, just true lights on how evil humanity is. Real
0: gems. And honestly, Just, one kind of is based on the other one. Oh, absolutely.
2: And the thing is, is that the shit that they do in Weapon X, in Project Weapon X, uh, they, they've done that shit. There have been governments across the world at some point in history who tried to do that shit.
1: There were governments that tried to bond adamantium to people? We will get to it when we get
0: to it. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> Regale me. So let's start off with Project MK Ultra, and I have dates here from 1953 to 1973. Damn, that early? Yeah, so there's a little bit of uh, room to grow on either one of these dates, but from when the project officially started was 1953, when it officially ended was 19. Which we know is bullshit! Yes, we do. And a disclaimer for our audience, Joel is probably going to go on weird conspiracy rants on and off throughout this podcast, and so mainly just... What I'm saying actually happened, and some of what Joel's saying did happen, but most of what Joel is saying probably didn't. (laughs) And Ian's just along for the ride. Okay, listen. Listen, I'm going to say this now.
2: Okay. About conspiracy theories, you only have to be right once to make it all worthwhile. And guess what? No. No. (laughs) This program, this MKUltra Ultra makes the most out-there, insane tinfoil hat conspiracies, which you are like, there's no way that the U.S. government would poison the water well of an entire town with a newly created drug called LSD just to see what would happen in an attempt to create the perfect soldier. Uh, And then what what did they do, Stephen? What did they do? No, I'm not saying that that's not... That that didn't happen, but you say I'm going down rabbit <laughs> holes. I say I'm spitting straight facts. All right. The moment my voice starts to go like this, and I start talking about this, like putting chemicals in the water, and starting the freaking frogs day. Th- then I can understand that statement. It's not like I'm saying that, uh, yeah, you know, because cause um, um, Jim Jones and the, the catch him in bed with a goblin.
1: Jim Jones.
0: <laughs> Wait, you mean Alex Jones? Well, seven to one, half dozen the other. Jim Jones. <laughs> catch him in bed, drink the Kool-Aid. But also, uh, I mean, you're not wrong, because uh, I think it was, I think my wife told me that uh, she had known somebody in her profession at some point who... Had claimed that he was part of the MK Ultra experiments, and also the government was shooting microwaves down into his brain to control him. And uh, the family mm. that lived next door and the trailer, including the kids, were all government agents that were watching him. Don't say it, Joel. <laughs> I will tell you once we get to it. I will uh,
2: before we go any further. The illustrious list of of pseudo celebrities that were actually part of or affected directly by the cia in the during the use of uh, project mk ultra is somewhat fucking frightening okay so take me back 1953 actually if if i may if i may the beginning of MK of Project MK Ultra actually goes back to the end of World War II with with Operation Paperclip, when the U.S. Uh, government brought back Nazi scientists in exchange for immunity and new identities. They were given. Uh, they were placed in, to work for the U.S. government and help us get basically get to the moon, but also. High-ranking officials in the Nazi Party and scientists, more precisely those on the psychological warfare area, were put into work for the what they called then the OSI, the Office of Intelligence, the Office of Scientific Intelligence, which later became the CIA. Now, this before you're all like, "Oh, this is a conspiracy. This is verifiable, verifiable fact." Oh yeah,
1: we've talked about paperclip and, quite a few times. Well, yeah, that's
2: just facts. Yeah, that's just facts. Okay. Right. But but this actually began in late in the mid to late 40s with Operation Paperclip. I'm sorry, I could not stop myself.
0: Please continue. I just want to like <laughs> explain to our audience exactly what the program I'm so
2: is. fucking excited. I've been living in this for fucking weeks. The amount of
0: documentaries I've watched. Uh, the program is was designed and undertaken by the CIA. It what it is is experiments that were intended to develop and identify drugs like LSD, uh For use in interrogations, forced confessions through brainwashing, psychological torture, things like that, and on human test subjects. Sometimes uh, consensual, most of the time not consensual. Um, As Joel said, the MK Ultra name came from the digraph MK, uh, indicating sponsorship of the technical services staff, Ultra being the most secret of classifications from World War II intelligence, and was pretty much seen as a continuation of work that had begun in World War II Japanese camps, Nazi concentration camps that focused on controlling the human mind. So many of the same uh, practices with, like, mescaline were used in the project. Uh, Nazi torturers and scientists were recruited, as Joel said, uh, into the project for immunity to continue their experimentation and help with instruction to the CIA in lethal uses of sarin gas. Oh, fun! Yeah, so sarin gas... That's a big, uh, that's like the big no-no, right?
1: I'm pretty sure a lot of this is the big no-no, but, I, you know, who am I to judge? I feel like sarin
2: gas is
0: like the big no-no. Oh, though. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> sarin gas was one of them, but one of the lesser known ones that has recently actually been confirmed is that Russia, Germany, and the U.S. were attempting to, at the same time, during World War II, which led into the research that the Nazis did over here as well, was uh, we- eros- making a weaponized version of the Black Plague. What? Aerosolized Bubonic Plague? Yes. Stalin said, Stalin said to his, Stalin and Hitler both were quoted as saying, uh, We only need one! I need just one! In reference to weaponizing the Bubonic Plague. And... Uh, it's it, it's fucking crazy, but like, I I think that gives people a context as to what kind of individuals we're working with here to give an idea. Like, Saren sounds bad. Their original plan was, hey, let's po- make a weaponized form of something that killed a third of the world's population. Holy
1: shit. So in other words, like the largest conflict in all of human history had everybody so fucking jacked up that they were like, let's never do this again and we're going to prevent that from happening by weaponizing the
2: most deadly fucking thing that that we've ever known. And then they went, okay, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Let's go with
0: Saren. Okay, so the project was headed by Sidney Gottlieb uh, and it was ordered by CIA director Alan Dulles. The reason Cindy Gottlieb is important is he's the guy who headed all of it. He was in charge of MK Ultra. He was the guy who, after MK Ultra was decommissioned, he was like, yeah, that was pretty useless, actually. Like, that's what he referred to his project as, after all the shit we're about to talk about went down, was, yeah, it seemed like it was pretty useless. Was he just a pap- paper pusher or what? Well, I believe he was a chemist. He was oh, a chemist okay. as well. He
2: was America's Mingala. Oh. Yeah. This guy was America's Mingala. When he was interviewed, after he was granted immunity by the U.S. government, rather than publicly admit to it, the U.S. government granted this man immunity, he said in an interview that they had, and I quote, Oh, the experiments, it was fun, fun, fun. What? <laughs>
0: Just what? So,
1: this was marijuana and, and ice cream
0: then, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, that stuff's fun. Sarin gas is not fun, but... Oh, I forgot about the sarin <laughs> part. Okay, well, what yeah. else happened? So, real quick, right before we get into, like, some actual testing, things like that, the reason MK Ultra was actually created was aimed as a response to Soviet, Chinese, North Korean uses of mind control techniques on U.S. prisoners during the Korean War. So it was sort of a dick-measuring contest. The entire creation of this project was, well, they did this to us, so we should do it to them, too. (laughs) Right, it's the classic Spy Wars shit. Yeah, of course. So the U.S. was interested in doing this. Their main interest was manipulating foreign leaders, specifically devising several plans at this point in time, Uh, to drug Fidel Castro without his knowledge and basically have him carry out governmental plans under the influence of mind controlling substances. Okay. As far as the experimental drugs go, as Joel mentioned that LSD uh, is a big part of this, but that doesn't really come till later. Remember this program was going on for 20 fucking years So in the 1950s, early 1960s, a lot of the drugs were focused on things like promoting illogical thinking, mimic intoxicating effects of alcohol, increasing perception efficiency, inducing hypnosis, mimicking the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases. I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to the hypnosis part. So they believed that hypnosis worked? Well, they would get them under the influence of drugs and then try hypnosis on them to mind control them, essentially. Okay. You also had the mimicking the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases, distorting the senses, paralyzing, and a all-out knockout pill—just a simple pill that you took that would just completely render you unconscious. This was all before the LSD shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, and and what's really scary, and what a lot of former CIA agents have said is that they came very close to in being able to figure out how to uh, come up with these particular. Uh, pharmaceutical components to create this stuff and it wasn't until i would say the 1960s when it became uh when rumors and it was actually turned out to be a psyops from uh from from the russian government against the us people that they had uh sleeper agents people who didn't know what they were you know that it was it was uh it was just PSYOPs is something that is psychological operations against an enemy without actually doing something just to create dissension in the ranks. And Russia had done that around the beginning of the 1960s, which led to the U.S. government ramping it up, uh, which led to the LSD and the other unfortunate things we're going to discuss. But also, what a lot of people don't know is that at this particular time, while MKUltra is going under the same umbrella— their operation, like Operation Second Sight, Operation uh, Translocation, all of which involved psychic phenomenon and the use of psychic phenomenon in the field, were being experimented on at that time under the umbrella of Project MKUltra. There's
0: also a very important thing that we're, we're leaving out here, which I think is like incredibly important to these projects. Now, Ian, if you were a secret government. Uh, program and you needed to find people to experiment on what groups of people do you think you would target to experiment
1: um with? i would use soldiers i would use minorities in, uh people in prison and uh that that's the ones i would start
0: with okay well you're not too far off uh you know in in certain senses most of the tests, especially once you got into the LSD stuff, which, you know, as Joel was kind of getting into a little bit there, the whole focus of the LSD stuff was basically to get control of Soviet spies and into defecting against the Soviet Union. But going back to uh, the groups of people, the four main groups that the CIA tested on were mental patients, prisoners, oh. drug addicts, okay, and sex workers.
1: Oh, yeah. So, oh, my God. Are you telling me right now that the U.S. government di- targeted the same people that every fucking serial killer we've talked
0: about has? So, this was this was the targeted people that, essentially, they would agree to this stuff. Because, you know, they, the CIA would do shit like offer heroin addicts more heroin in exchange for taking experimental drugs. It was a really fucked up thing to do. Obviously, preying on that. But... There was a whole other side of this where they often administer drugs to CIA employees, military personnel, doctors, government oh. agents, and the general public. And these were all done without knowledge or consent. Oh, that's great. That's great because that
2: violates every fucking law that we have about this. And legitimately, their reasoning was is they weren't getting the react. They weren't getting the desired results from the homeless or the mentally ill or sex workers or drug addicts. They didn't get the desired results they were looking for. And literally people in the laboratory said they wanted pure
0: data. They wanted something from what? Hey, Joel, spoiler alert. They didn't get what they were looking for out of the completely normal sober people either.
1: Yeah, that's like part of the scientific
0: (laughs) method, man.
2: If you're not getting the results you're looking for, you don't double fucking down on it. Well, they didn't double down. They decided that they were going to, because everyone knew that they were getting a drug. So they started by drugging people in the office, their offices with LSD, the type of LSD we don't have today because it's the pure original uh, 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 creation. But the point is, is they would legitimately just drop acid in people in the coffee machine At fucking work. (gasps)
1: What? But. Oh my fucking God. That sounds like a nightmare.
0: Not only that, but like these people that didn't, they weren't dealing with these outside factors like, you know, uh, drug addicts or uh, prisoners or anything like that. They would just freak the fuck out. Obviously. Yeah. And like, would have psychotic breaks at work and then run through the city, sometimes naked, thinking that they're seeing monsters and shit like that. Like, this is what I was saying where they weren't getting the results they wanted because they were like, oh, we'll just give them to these normal people that haven't had all these traumas attached to them. But no. The drugs still caused fucking psychotic breaks and hallucinations in these normal ass people. Okay, so, like, I've never taken any drugs before in my entire life, but if I had,
1: I would say that LSD is definitely one where you have to be in, like, a very calm set and setting. Your mind has to be in the right place, and the setting which you're in has to be in the right place, because that way. You know (laughs) what doesn't do
0: that? Yeah, being (laughs) at
2: fucking work at the goddamn CIA! (laughs) Working on a. Ultra secret project, and here's the thing: is this was the early days of LSD. This was the early days of psychotropics in what we know as psychotropics. Oh, so they wouldn't even fucking know? They had no No, idea. This led to, uh, and this led to. You would think you were going insane. This led to a very famous suicide, or he was air quotes suicided. Are you talking about uh, Frank Olson? Yes. That led to the real discovery of what is what was Project MK Ultra, because they came fucking real close to burning everything. We would have no fucking idea if it weren't for a goddamn clerical error. I'm 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 sorry, I'm going
0: off on this one, but um, well, we, we we talk about that here in a little bit, so let's get, we'll get to it eventually. But there's some other things that I want to talk about uh, specifically. So there is a particular part of the LSD thing that I was like, holy fucking shit. There were some people that. Uh, were not Drug addicts They were not In these Minority uh, Like groups That were like uh, Taken advantage of They were actually Consensual Like mm-hmm. They were legit It was more experiments. legit Experiments Like they These people were, There was a group Of seven people In Kentucky That volunteered To do the LSD For 77 Consecutive days Holy shit Yeah okay that's it's funny that i was like oh
1: good we have consenting people how many seven that's not that's not a lot and then how long do we do it 77 days oh no you shouldn't consecutive days Seventy-seven consecutive days days, jesus how could someone's mind even be like well and not only that but lsd uh it has a ramp ramping um tolerance too and because it like releases so much serotonin it's uh, I, I don't want to say it's exponential, but it's similar to that. Maybe logarithmic. I don't know math shit. But that means that every second day they would have to have like twice the amount they had the day before. Like that can't be good for you.
2: <laughs> and not to mention those people from Kentucky, but w- like uh, the, the Harvard experiments where they went to Harvard and and got students to sign up for it. What was the name of the? I'm confused what part of the program are we at now are we
0: in the mid
1: 1960s this is actually
0: toward early 70s like late 60s early okay. 70s okay
1: okay so at this point now the tune in dropout uh what the fuck is his name uh, leary yeah timothy leary like
2: he uh, the 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 harvard experiments were before that timothy leary was one of the can was one of the people that took the experiment what? from project mk ultra He was one of the guys, and the motherfucking Unabomber.
0: Ted Kaczynski, yeah. Ted
2: Kaczynski was a student at Harvard who dropped out after he he signed up for the experiment that they didn't tell him was a fucking experiment. They just gave him a shit ton of
1: LSD. Okay, wait, 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 Joel. Take a deep breath, and I need you to explain this to me,
2: not just yell at me. Old man yells at Cloud. Okay, so Timothy Leary was in Harvard. Okay. Ted Kaczynski was at Harvard at the same time. This was the late 50s, early 60s, before the counterculture revolution had begun. Right. Wasn't quite groovy yet. No. The U.S. government had developed LSD during that time as a means to attempt to create mind control or torture techniques or a way to break prisoners or create... What they called uh, sleeper agents, secret agents, super soldiers of a sort, to be able to drop in to enemy countries, get captured on purpose, and be able to come back with, you know, all the information about their torture techniques,
0: or the head of the the foreign president, exactly. <laughs> I don't see how
2: that works, but okay. Timothy Leary, the the CIA went to Harvard and offered, uh, you know, basically it was those drug exper- drug trials. And said, you're going to get paid X amount of money. Oh, so they're going to college, kids, and they're going to be like, hey, do you want to be part of a drug trial? Exactly, but they're not telling them what it is. So you've got Timothy Leary and Ted Kaczynski, the motherfucking Unabomber. Who else? Who was the other one? I can't remember the other one. I can't remember him. It's it's, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Whitey Bulger. (gasps) (gasps) What? Whitey fucking Bulger. That is correct. Whitey fucking Bulger. Okay, wait, wait. Again, breathe.
1: And... So, are they showing up to the, to the Harvard campus with, like, suits and shit on it, or it, it says, like, CIA on it?
0: I mean, these guys were younger. Oh, you mean you mean the, the drug, you mean the, never mind. Yeah, the drug trials. Did it, did it
1: seem like the CIA was there, and they were like, hi, we're from the CIA, do you want to be part of a drug trial?
0: No, I think this was more, like, biolabs type shit. Like- oh,
1: so they're doing this all through, like, shill companies.
2: Absolutely. Ah, Fun. After two weeks of experimentation, uh, after two weeks of taking drugs, Theodore uh, Ted Kaczynski left Harvard and was never the fucking. He went
1: thing. on to do some other stuff. I think he wrote a manifesto or a book or something. Yeah, he wrote a manifesto. It
2: was a really. It was. It was um, rambling, almost like he'd been given powerful, powerful drugs over a long period of time.
0: That fucked with his brain. It's real weird. Yeah. It was almost like Whitey Bulger slowly went insane while owning a mob.
2: <laughs> while, while heading a mob. Right. And it's it's almost <laughs> like they gave it to a guy who became the, the father of the counterculture movement. Yeah.
1: And also, he sucked real big balls. We don't need to get into that. Uh, but I just want to look at the statistics here. So they were at Harvard at a very specific time. How How long did they do this? They don't know that. Maybe, oh, okay, we don't know that. But we do know there's several famous or infamous, however you look
0: at it, people that came out of this program being super fucked up. That's just like the villains, man, that we're talking about. There were other people, like, I think I had read that the, I can't remember his name, but the... Writer of uh, "One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest." <laughs> oh, fucking course. Also, there was a there was a really famous American poet that had done it. Um, I, I should have got the names, but I can't remember. But anyway, let's get back to that to to more on the MK Ultra story because the LSD portion of it was a large portion, but it's not where it ended. It actually. Was shut down around this time Like right after the Harvard test trials the, the LSD portion of it was shut down And I say that with a very heavy uh, Quotes around shut whoosh, down whoosh, whoosh. Air quotes I can hear the air quotes So when you say shut down I say because it was deemed Unpredictable No but shit. on the side in a, in a lot of these other programs That Joel was talking about earlier the The LSD trials Led to several other mind altering Super hallucinogens like BZ So it's like... Okay, a couple questions here. One, when it was shut down, was that shut down because of internal shit? Or did people find out about it and there was external pressure? It was Gottlieb's decision. Like, he was like, "Okay." okay. I mean, like I said, at the end of this... Actually, no, it wasn't his decision. It was the CIA director's Okay, decision. so in other words, they were just going all
1: fucking Big Willie style until someone was like, all right, all right, guys, rain, rain it in a little bit. You're going
2: to make some fucking serial killers out of this one. Actually, what caused it to shut down was
0: Nixon the watergate scandal had everyone Ian in- is asking about the LSD portion of it not MK Ultra in general.
2: Oh, okay, okay cuz yeah. my my mistake because technically technically the LSD remained in there. They just incorporated um no, they incorporated uh
0: Oh, they just changed the name.
2: New factors in their attempt to create Super soldiers?
0: They moved the LSD stuff over to other programs, like I said, to create other mind-altering super hallucinogens. But at this point, this is when they started doing testing with barbiturates and amphetamines simultaneously. Like they were, they were injecting them both into test subjects at the same time to just to see what happens. <laughs> What's BZ? BZ stands for the crazy chemical name of it, but it's essentially just... A massive super hallucinogen used uh, by the CIA t- for the mind control shit. Like, imagine some- ayahuasca, but created by the U.S. Right. Government. So,
1: for my reference, where to buy
2: BZ? Got it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> No, it's at, Ian, what you what, what he was talking about, barbiturates and uh, uppers and downers at the same time, this was the time when the, uh, the human torture, and, and there's really no other way to put it. It was fucking human torture. During this time, what their idea, the thought was, when it came to mind control was, you need to fracture the human psyche. So to be able to fracture the human psyche, you need to, one, you need to, Deprive them of sleep and then make them sleep for super long. And then you need to, you know, accelerate their brain just going by amphetamines after you wake them up. And then at the height of it, just pump them full of sleepy time and as well as rape them. Oh, shit. Oh. Repeatedly. Okay, so... Yeah, I didn't read about that part. This is where the child comes in.
1: This is where kids come in. Okay, so this is mirroring a lot of the shit that we've seen from cults so far because you change their state of mind, you put them in stressful situations, you uh, limit their sleep or increase their sleep, limit their food intake, shit like that. In order to make them much more pliable, and we've seen that people, like even when they're brought out of cults, believe they still should be in it because they're fucking broken. Right.
0: Ian, just to answer your question from a few minutes ago, uh, BZ stands for 3 quinuclidinyl benzilate, and it is basically just a massive hallucinogen. It fucks you up so bad that you basically like lose all control, not only of your mind but of your body as well. Oh, oh well, that doesn't sound fun. Never mind. Their main goal now
2: besides uh, torture techniques and uh, information extraction was, and I know that I've said it so many times, but was basically creating super soldiers, or as we, as a lot of people know, they wanted to create a Jason Bourne. But they wanted to be able to create a Jason Bourne that could be uh, activated by... Uh, whenever you watch in spy movies where the guy's like, the weather seems weird today... The table has checkered— Yeah, and he just, like, clicks on. He's like, oh, my God, I remember everything. Yeah, that's what they want. They wanted to create where basically the—what the, the what was the word? The knowledge that they, knowledge that the they had was hidden? Primary, the primary personality that you are goes, gets shut off, and the fractured personality, which is now the— uh, they basically wanted to create split personalities— and what they did and the reason I brought the Nazis up earlier is because using the information from the Nazis and a, a trigger warning for folks at home. The Nazis, through lots of experimentation, found that people who suffer violent sexual assault, especially children, their photographic memory is increased by 45%. Their immunity to infection and common cold is is increased their vision is increased by 37%. Now this is all the information that they got from the Nazis. That's we- not good data. Yeah, it sounds like bullshit. No, it was it was already taken from those guys and they just were like they didn't even take into consideration that the Nazis experiments were fucking bullshit. But they went with it, and that's what they started the process with, to create those fractured psyche super soldiers. I also feel like the Nazis
0: didn't have a control there. Like, Yeah. It's, no, it's like, no,
2: they didn't. That's why I said it's absolute horseshit, but they went and took it as
0: gospel. You can't do a bunch of testing on on everybody that's been through trauma, like insane trauma, and then be like, oh, this is the difference between trauma and trauma. Like, there's... There's got to be a control there. This is also at a time when the, like,
1: above-the-board psychological uh, medicine believed that being gay was another version of psychosis. So, like, we didn't know what the fuck we were talking about then with something as simple as that, let alone trying to create a personality buried inside of
0: another person. It's also not like Nazis were giving... uh... (laughs) small data to hitler you know what i mean oh they, yeah. it's not like they were no. like oh yeah this totally didn't fucking work they're like oh this totally fucking worked uh we'll just say 50 percent, 47 percent. those sound like pretty big numbers yeah anytime i use an example of the
1: ends just does not justify the means i use the, the them as that because all that
2: data is fucking horseshit it was all useless and then we hired them. <laughs> and then we fucking hired them. <laughs> there is some truth to it because what the US government started doing when they recognized that we can't we can't uh create a personality god knows they tried they would literally and and this became kind of the CIA's regular thing and this is going to sound terrible but this is a verified fact this has been proven uh that the CIA would take kids sex, they would have children sexually assaulted and they would have children given lots of drugs to really fuck up their world and then they would place them in safe houses one in London, a couple in London, a couple in uh, one in Italy, a couple in San Francisco, a couple in New York and they would take foreign dignitaries and get them drugged up and then have these kids and try to get them in sexual contact with these kids. Exactly, and these kids are so fucking. God, their brains are so fractured, and they're so on drugs that the U. That they would do this, and the CIA would be like, "Hey, man, at the uh, at the next UN meeting, you may want to side with the U.S. on this one because we have. uh, Remember that you remember you woke up in bed and it was kind of weird. Yeah, we have video, or we have pictures of it, or we have audio.
0: We, we have to move on, because there's one other big section of MK MKUltra that I want to talk about before uh, we move on to Weapon X. And that is a man uh, by the name of Donald Ewan Cameron. He was a British psychiatrist, and he was a guy that came in kind of toward the end of MKUltra, kind of the early, late 60s, early 70s. And he studied the use of repetitive audio messages to control the mind and erase memories. So
2: what?
0: Yeah. As in, like... Uh, You know how, like, uh, when you want to quit smoking, you put on headphones and you just hear a voice telling you cigarettes are bad for 24 hours straight while you you know, sleeping or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? No, I don't. I've never done that. No, but you've heard of this, yes?
1: I mean, I've heard of subliminal messaging and I think that that shit
0: doesn't really work, right? It's not really subliminal when somebody's straight telling you. Okay, go on. (laughs) But anyway, uh, so this guy's field of study was repetitive audio messages to control mind erase memories his experiments were hardcore they caused massive anxiety disorders in his test subjects (laughs) postpartum depression urinary incontinence uh amnesia forgetting how to speak forgetting people's own people forgot their own parents what etc this shit was so like nasty that they set up actual detention camps in uh, areas under American control in countries like Japan, Germany, and Philippines. And the subjects there were administered psychoactive drugs, electroshock, subjected to extreme temperature changes and sensory isolation while having repetitive audio messages uh, basically programmed into them. And like that's the thing where like, when I'm thinking about this guy, it's like, Jesus Christ, like, your test here is not going to fucking work when you, you're you just fucking with every other variable on the test. You know what I mean? It's so, like, oh, you know, these audio repetitive messaging really seems to work when you're literally torturing somebody to death.
1: This seems like there's no fucking oversight. Like, they're just taking any fucking dude who's got a degree and they're like, you seem like you have no fucking morals and way too big of an imagination And also, we can't do it in this country, so
2: let's just do it in Malaysia? Well, you have to take into consideration, and this is not a justification, this is just an explanation, that this is the 1960s to the 1970s. The U.S. government did not have uh, oversight to it, and they were basically—we were in the—we, the people, gave them carte blanche to do whatever the fuck they wanted to, because— we were fed the idea of the big bad enemy. We were going to die any second if these secret agents didn't hold the line. It was propaganda uh, mm. put out there in, in, in pop culture, music, film, television, all of which showing Russia being the bad guy. And these guys who do maybe a couple of little bad things to keep you, John Q. public, safe—
1: it, it was, was necessary. It was a masterful, kind of thing.
2: masterful psyops. Yeah, it was a ma- it was masterful psyops program by the U.S. government against its own people. But it wasn't fucking useful. Are the Russians and have the Russians taken over? Have have has communism happened? Okay, <laughs> that's correlation, not causation, dude. It's <laughs>
1: not how that shit works. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> but hasn't it though?
2: Shut up,
0: shut up. <laughs> We're not doing this. I love you guys. So. As Joel was saying earlier, uh, the downfall of MK Ultra uh, it actually began with the Watergate scandal and panic. The basically, CIA director at this point, Richard Helms, panicked his ass off. Decides to close the project. Rightfully
2: has, fucking so. He panicked his ass
0: off. I yeah. Mean, rightfully fucking so. And what does he do, Joel? He flushes it all down the toilet. He has everything destroyed, except for because of a clerical error. Twenty thousand files had been discovered in 1977 and investigated during the Senate hearings uh, later that year. All project files of MK Ultra were de- were destroyed, except for this one cache of incorrectly stored files, which were pretty much useless. Like they, all they had were basically financial records behind uh, behind MK. They had financial
2: records, a couple, some patients' names, and then they were able to take those patients, and they were able to take those names, cross, cross-reference them, find the patients, be able to investigate them, and those people. It's amazing how many of them committed suicide, like that one guy from Wisconsin. I'm trying to remember his name, but legitimately, he, they he, they found out that he was an uh, un- unintended uh, victim of uh, Project MK Ultra. He went to he was going to go in front of the Senate, uh, the 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 congress uh oversight committee and tell is this what the they, frank olson guy still? no no this is okay, an entirely is different, different guy whose name has been and i quote redacted uh due to uh,
0: security according to i feel like we should redact everything we've said in this podcast like we should just be like redacted, 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 yeah. redacted. redacted I've
2: taken LSD. Redacted. <laughs> Basically, they did not. The CIA did not want him. The CIA and other intelligence agencies did not want him to testify because he actually knew specific names. He could name specific names. Well, wow. The day he was supposed to show up, they found him in his hotel room. He had committed suicide. By shooting himself in the back of the head twice. That's a neat trick. I do want to
0: talk about this Olsen guy because he was actually an army biochemist that was given LSD without his knowledge. And this guy committed suicide uh, a week later uh, after jumping out of 13... He wasn't even like still tripping. He just thought
1: like I fucking lost my shit and there's no point.
0: Well, and once again, I'm using heavy quotes because this is a pretty important army biochemist. Uh, he jumps out of a thirteen-story jumps out of a thirteen-story mm-hmm. window. Thank you, uh, thank you. I was I was
2: dying. here. And, uh, thank you.
0: And he was uh, actually this was one of the only lawsuits brought up against the CIA. What? That's the only one? Yeah. They didn't fucking have anything, man. There was nothing. In fact, the family sued him, but a, and a settlement was reached. But the court basically said no. Not enough evidence was brought forward. They basically were like. The CIA fucking killed Yeah, because they fucking got rid of all of it.
2: And we know they got rid of all of it. But do we? And <laughs> due, to, due to scientific, it's uh, basically due to physics, they had a crew go into the room. Uh, basically, they did like a Mythbusters. They use the same kind of glass. Adam Savage is trying to find out whether this guy killed himself. But basically, the length of the room the depth of the glass, the, the the width of the glass, and the trajectory in which he flew over out, the, the length he went out the window, there was no physical way that he could actually have thrown himself out that window through the glass. He would have needed the same amount of inertia as if the guy who worked for the CIA who had been following around and making him go to multiple therapists in an attempt to get him to not leave the pro- program like, that kind of inertia, that kind of strength from another person. Oh,
1: you mean like uh, like the difference between dropping a ball and throwing a ball. Exactly. Mmm. Well, I don't, I've seen some I don't of balls like how you're using sometimes.
0: all this fancy schmancy science to try to explain away stuff. <laughs> <laughs> don't use your science when I'm
1: trying to use science to mind control people.
0: Shall we move on to Project Weapon X? Boys?
1: Uh, I have one little question. Y- yes, yes, please so, ask. Come on, I'm, I'm here. Who got in trouble for this? No, no one. one. Okay, so we're talking, you know, just let's just go back to the one thing in the 70s, or the 60s, rather, that, uh, it made the Unabomber. I and, mean, like, we saw that was, that was
2: a pretty big deal, man. Um... So nothing, nothing, nobody, nobody ever got in trouble for that. No one got in any trouble. Basically, the U.S. government created the hippie movement because they want, they, they made the fucking hippie movement because they wanted to try and control people and they fucked that up so goddamn royally. God. Are you telling me
1: that the fucking U.S. government is why I have to smell patchouli every time I walk near a fucking Spencer's?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Dispensers still exist? Uh, I don't know,
0: man. I don't like smelling patchouli, so I don't even get close to those places. All right, let's move on to Project Weapon X. Um,
2: yes, please. Let's move on because I have so much more about <laughs> this that I want to discuss, and I know we've been going for an hour, and I have it has legitimately taken all my energy to sit here and not go. Well, actually, throw out another fucking conspiracy theory again i'm shocked this didn't include the fucking reptilians okay well that was redacted shut up just shut up just seven eight foot tall reptiles just being like oh my god no it was reptile dacted reptile dacted are you raping children and we're not a part of it
0: Mm. so project weapon x uh created by len wine and john romito senior for marvel comics uh, they actually first appeared in The Incredible Hulk number 180 from 1974, one year after MK Ultra was shut down, by the way. Uh, this was Wolverine's first appearance in The Incredible Hulk uh, comic books, um, but Weapon X didn't really start getting storylines until Wolverine started getting his own story uh, in the uh, early 1990s. Uh, late late 1980s, early 1990s. So, Weapon X is a secret U.S. government project intended to deliberately induce superpowers for military purposes. So, Weapon X is the 10th installment, hence the X, uh, of the Weapon Plus program. Oh, shit. I never put that together. Are you fucking kidding me? Nah, dude.
1: Question. Did they use Roman numerals? So, was there a Weapon
2: E at one point? It's, it's it's three.
0: Yeah, we, we got it. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Go on.
2: We're just ashamed of you right now. That's the problem is. So, this is
0: all going to sound really fucking familiar, but anyway, it's the 10th installment of the Weapon Plus program, a program started after the discovery of Super Soldier creating labs in Nazi Germany in 1945, oh. which turned into Project Rebirth. It was then <laughs> rebranded as Weapon 1, and that is the project that gave birth to Captain America. Okay. So... Weapon X was actually created when a criminal mastermind, Romulus, uh, had used his connections with, guess, who did he use his connections with? What government uh, agency that... Uh, oh, was it uh, the, Was it the BMV? <laughs> oh, failure.
2: <laughs> of course it was the CIA. I, I, I have a question, Stupid. a side question. Romulus, isn't that like Wolverine's brother or his dad or something in the comic book wasn't I that? I thought that's
0: some Star Trek shit that's Romulans
2: no uh, <laughs> Romulus uh. wasn't Wolverine like he related directly to Wolverine
0: very possible he looks a lot like him this is an area of Marvel Comics I'm not that skilled in definitely a relation definitely a relation to Logan um, don't remember whether it's his father or, or brother or whatever but an absolute relation and basically the same mutant
2: powers. But didn't did you see? Do you see now what I meant when I when I said that Project MK Ultra like and Weapon X kind of have the same thing because they legitimately were trying psychic to, to create to create a psychic phenomenon on command,
0: and thus these people are trying to create superpowers. Oh, yeah, this is just art imitating life. Literally, the CIA sponsors the Weapon X program in the Marvel <laughs> Marvel comics. There's there is no like subliminal messaging here, Ian. (laughs) This is (laughs) straight up on the nose. Yeah, this is pretty straight up. Uh, So the CIA implants false memories in some mutants' minds including Team X, which is a Canadian government special ops team that consisted of Logan, you know, Wolverine, uh, also Victor Creed, Sabretooth, David North who was Maverick, and and several Mm -hmm. others. Weapon X used liquid adamantium, which is a Marvel made-up metal, the strongest metal in the world, aside from uh, vibranium. vibranium. Yep. Yeah, to graft to Logan's bones as well as Victor Creed's bones uh, in a torturous process, also performing physical experiments on the others to make them basically as uh, strong as possible trained killing machines. So, uh, while the bonding process is going on, Logan escapes uh, right after the process completes killing, slaughtering many high-level scientists and maiming the one in charge. Yeah, but they were Canadians, um, so like, Um, But that was not enough to stop Weapon X because it just continued after the breakout, after uh, Wolverine was gone. They basically hired Sabretooth to do all the shit they were going to have Wolverine do. Uh, When it came back uh, from being uh, shut down, it was reinstalled to create several, several more super soldiers. Uh, including Deadpool. Oh, really? They used Logan's DNA to replicate healing powers to transfer throughout their test subjects, essentially making them unkillable. So not only did they have mutant powers and super strength and adamantium bonding on their uh, bones, but they also couldn't be killed because they had healing powers as well. Could they
1: just give that to anybody, or
0: did they have to be a mutant to start with? It's funny that you ask that, sir, because it was shut shut down and uh, reinstalled a couple more times. Uh, I think like four or five times, and in the most recent uh, iteration, it was uh, used. Weapon X created adamantium cyborgs, as well as bonded adamantium to human bones and bonded their DNA with that of Logans and the Hulks, creating super soldier monsters out of humans. Neat. So they just went straight up from mutants to to humans. Once they got once they got what they wanted out of that. See.
1: One of the big difference then between the Weapon X program and uh, the CIA's the actual program MK Ultra is that the Weapon X program actually like yielded results, rather than just turning people into assholes and uh, and bombers. The guy
0: who ran it didn't just come out. And like like William Stryker, or whoever didn't just come out and was like, "Well, that was useless." <laughs> Whoopsie doodle It's like,
2: and and, when, uh, and I have to give uh, Weapon X credit where credit is due. It has at least ninety percent less child rape. Oh, so yeah. you know, good on yeah. Them. I don't
1: think Marvel is like gonna be touching that one a lot. Where they're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I th- I really think we should include the rape scene in this one.
2: I'll tell you, True Believer. I'm not sure we should do that. <laughs> When I came up with the X-Men after smoking a J, I was thinking to myself, should I have child rape and telling the
0: story of this? Mm,
2: I don't know. Excelsior. Uh,
0: you also had uh, other characters like Lady Deathstrike come out of it, who was Logan's past love. They, were, they actually uh, in-depth went into people's lives to find people that they cared about and recruited them to the Weapon X project, essentially uh, to get back at Logan slash get him back under their control. Etc. Yeah, so they were they were all about control. Um, yeah, Another difference here between this and MKUltra is, like, Weapon X wasn't about making people that could be spies and send them, you know, into other countries or whatever. This was all about making a, a working, breathing, killing machine.
1: So this is brute force, not, like, uh, PSYOPs shit. Right, right.
0: Although the, the, the Canadian Team X, or whatever it was called, was also like spy shit but it was like assassination Mm, okay okay so this is a lot more like hands-on wet work kind
2: of shit and it's crazy because years later after reading about weapon x and it was just i'll have to find the book and put it on the facebook page but they were just telling about how weapon x was kind of interesting because they talked about trying to uh create uh killing machines and things uh, like uh, mutants like that by crossbreeding mutants and humans and their powers and it's like and then y- you hear about when russia uh stalin tried to create a human monkey uh super soldier yeah, hybrid. Human z's. yeah. <laughs> well we're hold on S- sorry what were you not paying attention <laughs> no there was no we didn't talk about human z's Oh, no, what I'm saying is, is that much like in the real world version of Weapon X, this was during World War II, Russia had a program that apparently, whether or not it's it's propaganda or not, it's just, it's an interesting thing. They, they attempted to create a human-ape hybrid, a super soldier, and... A human human-Z, a human-Z okay. basically. Okay. <laughs> And it's just interesting because Weapon X did that thing where they crossbred humans and mutants and their abilities, and 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 trying to create the perfect killing machine. And we also know that uh, China has tried to do that, and it was discovered in, I think it was 2018. They were attempting cross human, uh, cross human species genetic manipulation.
1: So this wasn't just like a bunch of scientists fucking chimpanzees, was it? Nope.
2: Well. <laughs> well
1: You know what let's I don't need to go down this road Let's continue
2: In it, For Russia yeah yeah they, they, they Had a couple women get fucked by a gorilla And an ape What
0: let's just talk about comic books <laughs> Yeah I mean I don't have a whole lot More to say about Weapon X aside from The fact that I definitely had the Weapon X Wolverine figure when I Was little and it always bothered me because it had The little like Little holes all over it where the little tubes Went for his uh Oh, where they, like,
1: his... pushed the adamantium onto his skeleton?
0: Yeah, but, like, it was, like, the gross little nodules all over his body. Because he was basically naked. He came in a diaper, essentially. <laughs> um, I mean, you could say that about
2: damn near every superhero. They're just, they're wearing big underwear. I did like the Fox Marvel, the Fox X-Men films showing Weapon X. I think... They did a really good job, and I loved watching uh, the last X Men movie where they had the Logan, the Wolverine cameo, where they showed the iconic scene of him in nothing but the diapers and that crazy helmet over his head. That that was kind of that was one of my favorite little like just shows of how Weapon X worked. That was it was like a, the
0: only good part about that movie. I'm actually not a huge fan of the X Men series, with as big as a, a Marvel fan as I am. But I will say that the Weapon X stuff in X Two was super well. Yeah, it was pretty much every other X Men movie. It suffered
2: the Star Trek, uh, Star Trek thing. Like every Star Trek, every odd movie sucks. The X Men movie, every even movie is pretty good. Two, mm. yeah, uh, first yeah. class. Days, days, of, days future future of Future, future Past. Yeah, so
1: Wolverine. Meh, no. No. X-Men. <laughs> yeah, no, that movie was fucking. But terrible. Logan was fantastic. Oh my god, yeah. Logan was so
0: goddamn the good. The fact
2: that Patrick Stewart didn't get a fucking Oscar nomination for that was a goddamn
0: travesty. Also, just for our listeners, if you haven't seen the black and white version of Logan, uh, do yourselves a favor because it's fucking amazing. Is it just the same movie in black and white? Yeah, it, it was filmed with a black and white filter as well as a color filter. So that it looks perfect. Oh, does it give it a lot more noir
1: kind of thing? And also, a oh lot of it gosh, takes dude. place
0: in the desert, so that kind of works. Dude, it it's amazing. If you if you haven't watched it, you should just just do it. Just watch the black and white version. Oh, dude. Also, can we just can we make a noir X Men movie? Because that sounds fucking dope. I mean, Marvel had an entire noir series. Like they had oh. they had Spider Man noir and uh, and uh, Punisher noir and Daredevil noir and stuff. So. They had a whole whole series In fact if you uh, want to see Spider-Man Noir You can just watch Into the Spider-Verse Nicolas Cage plays him Is that really what it was based on? Yeah
1: Yeah. In all the weapons programs in all the world She <laughs> had to fall into mine Yeah
0: <laughs> Okay I'm kind of into that Yeah Yeah that's great Alright guys let's move on to the Bowler Hat scale uh, Tens right on both of these Oh without question Without question ah,
2: I don't know Did you say well? Wait, hold up. Well, I mean, the Weapon X
1: program, we did get Wolverine from it.
2: He's the best at what he does, and what he does is kill
1: motherfuckers. Yeah, but those are motherfuckers that need killing.
0: (laughs) Uh, Listen, if you're going to do Wolverine quotes, you better sure as shit put a bub at the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) Bub. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, all right, all right, fair.
1: That's that's also like saying, you know, the nice thing about Genghis Khan was that we got the Silk Road out of it. Like... Yeah, but he still slaughtered, like, two-thirds of the population. Yeah, at so, least
0: Wolverine, like, fucked up some of these guys. Fucking nothing happened to these MK Ultra people. Oh, yeah. So, I'm pretty sure we can all be
1: confident and say that across the board, TENS, because not only does it outrage my sense of, like, trust in science, because it's every part of government, of scientific communities, of... Of the trust that we have in other humans being broken and then being covered up. Let's uh, let's hit up this listener feedback. Our first
2: me? piece of feedback is from uh, guest host Alisa. Another great episode, guys. I love it when you cover. I love it when you cover female villains. Also, Lady Bluebeard has to refer to the Bluebeard folktale about this rich guy killing off all of his wives in his crazy basement dungeon. It's
0: fucked Oh, see, I thought this was like a pirate thing I didn't get it Yeah, that was uh, uh, Belle Gunnis was referred to as, as mm-hmm. Lady Bluebeard So maybe that, that makes sense Yeah, but I just thought she was like a badass pirate or something I was confused Now Well, now we, uh, now we know Alright, uh, thank you, Elisa, for the feedback Thank you for your continued listening, as always uh, Second piece of feedback comes from new listener Samantha She says, just started listening, love your show Favorite pop culture hitman is hands down Leon from Leon the Professional. Mm. Uh, she must have been listening to the Ice Man, Ice episode. Yeah, I'm really glad you listened to the episode. Yeah. Mm. Also, two weeks ago, I finished a great novel about Bell Gunnis and needed to know more about this awful bitch. So I searched her name in Apple Podcasts and stumbled across this your podcast and gave it a shot. So thrilled that I did. I love you guys. I knew I loved you even more when you started nerding out over Magneto. Fucking A. Samantha, we're gonna get along. You you yes. and I are gonna be best friends, Samantha. Yeah, that's just how this is gonna be. Awesome. I'm glad that you found our podcast just by searching villains that rocks. <laughs> <laughs> that is kinda awesome. I, I, I do love the fact
2: that, you know, someone's like, I need to know about the vampire of Dusseldorf. You know, such and such, and it's just like, Oh hey, there's Joel. There's Ian. There's Steven. Oh,
0: here's three dudes that don't really know what the fuck they're talking about, but at least they're fun when they talk about it. But they love it. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Oh, no, I don't, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we we know a little bit. <laughs> we know as much as we can talk about in an hour. I do app. know that Matt Slay has
1: something to say. He said he just started listening to you guys yesterday and have quite a few episodes under his belt. I'm going to stop talking from the third person move back to the first person. I enjoyed how you kept bringing up D&D bad guys. You'd love to DM in the Magneto slash Mangala episode. I fucking still would to this day. I later went to episode 28 to hear your Vlad slash Dracula episode. Dudes, you need to feature Stradvon Zarvik. I don't actually know how you pronounce his name. Stradvon Zarvik. Thank you. I should know that. I've never played that specific uh, module, but I'd love to. He says we need to feature one of him on our episodes. He's like if Dracula met Dr Doom with severe depression issues. Oh, Doom is sad.
2: <laughs> I want to suck your blood and I will take over the world once I can get out of bed. I get some motivation to get <laughs> off the couch.
1: He says he would say uh, he's a good real world counterpart to Jim Jones. Ah, our second mention of Jim Jones in this episode. Well, and I think if anybody's surprised about anything it was only two. Uh
0: yeah, that's true. Uh, Matt, thanks for listening, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, We'll definitely talk about... Uh Stradvan Zov- Zarevich and and is, is
1: this something so can i talk about D shit can i if i get to choose a subject no. come on
0: come on no, no come on
1: come on come on, <laughs> come on come on come on come on the only
0: D shit that you can talk about is if we do an episode over the satanic panic oh shit that would be super cool
1: though but look no do you like the pop culture thing there's some really good stories in there
2: hey ian yeah you want a dnd joke sure what happens if a dark elf casts a sleep spell on you? Mm, I don't know. It makes you drowsy. Fuck you.
0: <laughs>
2: mm. Boom. Uh,
0: Matt's going to love that one. <laughs> on that note, if you'd like to tell your friends about us, they can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, uh, Amazon Music, pretty much any other major podcast platforms out there. If you want to hit us up with some feedback, you can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, or Instagram at the Curly Mustache Podcast. We also have a Discord where we talk about bullshit uh, between all of us. So uh, if you want that link, shoot us a message and we can send you an invite to the Discord server. Um, If you want to check out some other podcasts from United Cipher, we've got Motion Picture Meltdown and Edge of the World Broadcast Season 2 going on right now. If you want to check out some podcasts from friends of ours, check out Nernonomy, uh, Sorry to waste your time, and Code Yellow A Scare Actors Podcast. I'm Steven. I'm Joel Ligula, And I'm in slightly more informed mingle. And make sure you stay even. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>